Welcome back to, well, actually, you guys just got done listening to that great ad we put out. But welcome back <laughs> yeah. to another episode. Thank you, for, thank you sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Only one of them that's paying us, but the other ones hit us up. So we're back with another episode. Mm-hmm. A little bit different of a band. Not even a band. It's more of an artist. Yeah. Artist with a very great career. A very great career. Over 90 million albums sold. Really, it just comes down like to about... hundred albums. I was going to say, it comes down to about, what, <laughs> a million albums? A million <laughs> sold per album? Because he recorded like 96 albums? Yeah. Um, Which is the legendary Johnny Cash, but we did his American Man series that he put out from the 90s till just after his death in the early 2000s, produced mm-hmm. by Rick Rubin, the guy who's, I swear to God, produced everything. <laughs> yeah, for real. He's done like... 500 albums and a lot of them are really good yeah and from multiple different genres heavy metal rap Mm -hmm. the country americana i guess you'd put this the pop yeah i think what is it people have said that he's one of the reasons why like hip-hop got its popularity in the 90s and early 2000s stuff like that so and then recorded some great heavy metal albums with slayer yeah rain and blood yeah that's all right south of heaven yeah just some just a couple all right albums yeah Nothing great, but <laughs> for sure. Well, all right. I mean, like I said, we didn't do all ninety-six of Johnny Cash's albums. No, that would have been a Never. bit of a time crunch. Yeah. yeah, and because a lot of them are just the same songs and different ro- recording. Oh, really? Yeah, or they're they're not always the same song, but just changed a little bit here and just change a little bit, or like it'd be the same song. Even some of these are. These albums are songs he recorded before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, some of them are just live albums, and then some of them are gospel, some of them are country, so... We need to go back and do the gospel albums. There's a lot of those. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. Oh, is there? Yeah. <laughs> like 50? I, I would assume a good 20 of the 90 or at least just gospel live. Oof. Okay, maybe, maybe you put it into a multi-episode series... Yeah, I don't really know how you would do um, something other for Johnny Cash. Other than, um, I think this is the best because these albums were highly critically acclaimed. They relaunched his career. Yep. After yep. being like, not nothing, but kinda, just kind of a relic of the past for the 80s and yeah, late 70s, I guess. And then came when, back. And when did do you these. think his biggest decade was? Either the late 50s or early 60s, I mean. Okay. Probably the 50s. Well, I don't know. Because <clears throat> the 90s and 2000s were a really big decade for him, so. That's true. But, like I said, he just he just kept making music to make music. Mm-hmm. So. But, all right. Yeah. Should we Should get we, started here? Yeah, let's get on to the first album in the American series. American Recordings. What'd you think? What'd you give it? Um... Well, it was interesting to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting the whole album to pretty much just be like him and a guitar. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. It was it was easy to listen to, and I think he because some of these songs were covers, right? Yes. Yeah. Or not? They were covers, or not they were as, written by somebody else for him. Yeah. And uh, I think he did interesting take on a lot of these songs. So I gave this album a B. Okay. Um, I also did like uh, some of the live. It seemed like live aspects. Yeah, that weren't some of the songs. Like they had a crowd there that were cheering them on or 
uh, you know, saying things in the background. Yeah, two like of that. them were recorded live. Tennessee Stud and The Man Who Couldn't Cry. Yep. Recorded at the Viper Room, a sunset, sunset strip Los Angeles nightclub owned by Johnny Depp at the time. Mm-hmm. Because it's funny you say that, because when you look at the studio, when mm-hmm. I say this with quotation marks, that this album was recorded in, mm-hmm. it was Rick Rubin's living room, Yeah. Johnny Cash's cabin, <laughs> and the Viper Room. <laughs> Hey, wherever, wherever you need to, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good album. I, uh, I liked quite a few songs on here, I think. What'd you think of the song 13? 13? 13. Uh, I don't really remember it. Why? You know who wrote that song for him? Who? Just take a guess. I don't know. <laughs> Glenn Danzig. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, it was probably very forgettable then. No, I don't know. It's a big song off this album. Is it? Uh, yeah. It's, people, uh, it's one of, one of the uh, ones wrote, standout yeah. ones. Ruben asked Danzig to write him a song for Cash. Interesting. <clears throat> and he wrote that song specifically for Cash in less than 20 minutes. <laughs> and Okay. Yeah, I don't really remember it. The only songs that I that I liked on here were Delia's Gone, Drive On, and Tennessee Stud, and I liked the last one as well. The Man Who Couldn't Cry? Yeah, I think yeah. that one was a good story. You know, the dude who lived kind of a interesting life of hardships and things, <laughs> and then he dies and then gets to see like everybody from heaven and how they're going on without him. So, Yeah. Um, I guess I'm on. Yeah, what did you think? I guess I'm more like an A. <clears throat> okay. I really liked the just, just him and the acoustic guitar and like the simp- simplicity of it. And I, I feel like it's the only album in the series that has that. Like, I think I think one comes up later. Yeah, but I mean like the whole album really yeah. has that feel of. Mm-hmm. And you could tell like when they made this album, mm-hmm. it, they weren't really expecting anything, right? Just, and him just playing. hey, Rick Rubin probably met Johnny Cash. They or they kind of met each other, and then they were talking about like, "Hey, what are you, you know, working on?" And then he talked mm-hmm. about wanting to do something just simple. And then I think there's a documentary on this album too. Okay. And you know, they probably it sounds like they just put it together and put it out just to see what would happen. And it was just, I think, just a good solid album to listen to that was like fun, and it reminded me of like a lot of songs you would find in like a movie soundtrack here and there, you know. Okay. So I listened to this album too. I was just wandering around for out for a walk. Okay. It felt like a really good like track to listen to for just like enjoying being outside and all that. Yeah. Um, oh, bury me not. I'd heard that song like a thousand times, <laughs> but I'd never heard this version. The the part with the introduction. Okay. Because bury me not is on a later album too, of the American. It should be, or maybe I'm thinking I think of it so. from. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of it from another Johnny Cash album I have, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked some. I liked that it was just him just, just singing simple. and just simple, just him and the acoustic guitar. Yeah. And it just sounded good. And I see why, you know, this album relaunched his career, basically. Mm-hmm. Because while there's no, like, there's there's clearly not any um big selling single offered or anything, you know? Yeah, like a and, big- anthem song yeah it's not an anthem song there's nothing that's gonna like 
overly top the charts. It's not like you're gonna hear people bumping Tennessee Stud down, you know. Down <laughs> I would, road. man. I mean, it's a good song. Yeah, but it's just such a well recorded album. Yeah, like even for doing it out of somebody's living room and mm-hmm. a cabin and yeah. two live shows, it's just the simplicity of it is what makes it good. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, it adds to it its uniqueness and the special that it that it uh comes from it yeah yeah mm-hmm. and just the way like he sings the songs and like because he chose all the songs for this album okay or well the, besides the ones that Ruben asked some people to write for him which was only two songs I think mm-hmm. obviously 13 by Dan Zig <laughs> hey the man can write songs alright doesn't always make the best choices <laughs> and then down there by the train, written by Tom Waits. Who's that? Is I don't. I've never listened to Tom Waits, but he's oh another. He's another jazz he's, dude. Yeah, he's been a big, like a big musical artist. But, okay. And he he wrote he writes a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just liked. And these sounded also, I mean, I know that's the point, right? They sounded very, like, Americana songs, like songs written in and about America. Yep, yep. Which, I don't, I mean, the later albums have some of, but not exactly all the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just a fun album to listen to, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, all of it, like, the lyrical, just how simple it is, and the production value was just great. I agree. Um... Yeah, it wasn't anything that tried to prove that it was something that it's not. You know, it's right. just a man with a guitar singing some good songs. Yeah, in a living room with a <laughs> microphone. That was it. Yeah, sometimes it's all you need. All right, should we move on? Uh, well, you got more to say about? Yeah, let's go on. All right. Uh, the next album, American Two, Unchained, uh, from 1996. Uh, Andy, what did you give this one? Give the last one, or Nave? What'd you give this one? I guess one more like a B, B minus. Okay. No, more like a B. I don't know. Why is that? I just don't think it. So this one is where they add in more <clears throat> covers. Not well, yeah, it's all covers <laughs> except for one actually. Or no, there's a few that aren't. But it, it's more covers, and nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. it it's definitely more of like a full ranging sound with a full band. Yep. Which the band behind them is Tom Betty and the Heartbreakers. So yeah, which what a shame to have that as your back behind you. <laughs> but I just don't think there was as many good songs on this one. Okay. Although his cover of Rusty Cage is, I think, better than. Dude, I really, the original. I really like that song. That was yeah. my favorite song off this album. Especially yeah. when that tempo changes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that that song also won a Grammy. Oh, did it? Yeah. I know that. Yeah, he won a Grammy. Oh wait, no, he was nominated for that, but the album itself won a Grammy for best country album. Okay. Um, I liked. I mean, obviously Unchained, and then the last song on the album, I've been everywhere. It's just a classic. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've heard that ever. Um, I don't know why, but I found I'd never pick Cotton was kind of a funnier. <laughs> or like a music song yeah. where he's like I've done all this terrible shit Brother but at least man. I never picked cotton <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's the worst thing out there yeah but other than 
Other than that, although it's funny that here's Johnny Cash starting off his album with a Beck cover. Yeah. <laughs> of all people, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've never listened to Beck. I've, I've had a few consciously. songs. Yeah. Like, maybe I've heard songs here and there, but I didn't know that they were his. But yeah, it was an interesting start. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh, Beck, huh. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just don't think the other songs or like the whole structure of this album is as good as American recordings. Yeah. But I really love Rusty Cage, and I've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Also, just how fast he can name, or how fast he does all the cities, and I've been everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's always the one like I have in the car, and you try to sing along to, and you're like, I don't even fucking, right, I don't even know where we're going through. here. Yeah. What did you think? Um. Overall, I I like this one a little bit more than the first one. Okay. Um, because it had the the backing band to it. Um, not necessarily because they were all like cover songs or whatever. Um, but I, I feel like just adding that backing band to him yeah, really kind of like added a lot more to these songs. Um, like I said, Rusty Cage, I really liked that song. Yeah. I think that was a really good surprise, you know, listening to that. And I was kind of curious to see how Johnny Cash would cover Soundgarden. So I've never heard that song either. Um, but I also liked uh, Country Boy, Spiritual, The Kneeling, Drunkard's Plea, Southern Accents. Like, I liked more songs on this album um, because they had more of a band feel yeah, I, I mean, to them. I get so, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting concept to do an album that was pretty much all covers, except for a couple. Well, don't worry. That keeps going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> as, we'll, as we'll find out here. But, I mean, that was part of the... The reason for doing this was he just wanted to record songs that he liked. Yeah. Whether he played that genre of music or not. Yeah. Yeah, which is something if I were ever to be a musician, like I would I would want to be able to do stuff like that. Like get a point in my career where it doesn't matter what genre that I try to make music in, you know, just because I want to. And what's crazy is he records these albums and then or these songs and then when he does it really good it turns more into like, oh, it's all of a sudden Johnny Cash song than it is a yeah. whoever you covered takes much, over much more so in a few albums. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I can also see why you you would like the full band behind them. Yeah, I don't know. To me, I mean, I've been a big Johnny Cash fan. I'll get into that in a while, but uh, mm-hmm. I always like the songs that were just not not just him, but like. Just him and like the acoustic guitar, just simple. Yeah, nothing over the top. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of like, um, like the cowboy out by a fire or something like that, just playing yeah. for a group of people or whatever. I've always been a big fan of just like the just the acoustic guitar with not too much, mm-hmm. and somebody and a good singer, you know. Yeah, that's just simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love obviously most music I listen to has full bands, but yeah, I'm a sucker for like a good acoustic. Yeah. yeah. So I when Rise Against put out their all acoustic album, I was like, oh my god, I love like every song on this album. Yeah, oh, I didn't know they did that. I was like, I love all these songs, anyways. Mm-hmm. No, but now I love them a lot even more. Yeah, there are, there are definitely some albums that I like that are, and they have songs that are better than their live or yeah. their studio versions. Like uh, Alice in Chains is, um, they did an MTV Unplugged. Yeah, fantastic, all those songs on there. So there's a fine line I feel like you can walk with acoustic where. You either make it sound like good and heartfelt you put in, mm-hmm. 
or you just make it sound pretentious. Mm-hmm. Like you overdo everything, you yeah. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? What's that? <laughs> All four people now know what my phone sounds like when it goes off. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, should we head on to the yeah. next album here? We got American 3, Solitary Man, from the year 2000. Ooh. Anthem of the year 2000. Welcome to the year 3000. Oh, sorry. That's oh. the wrong thing. Uh, t- 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 All right. I'll start. Okay. Um, I gave this album a B. Uh, so, I guess prior to the recording of this album, Johnny Cash had some serious health issues. Like, he got over, I think the biggest one was, like, pneumonia and some other things. And it actually changed his voice uh, quite a bit. It's, like, a lot lower, and you can't hit some of those high notes anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I think, at at his age and at this point, when you listen to these songs, you can you can kind of feel some, some, some like... The sadness. age, yeah, the yeah. the sadness and the age really come out, and I think it adds some uh, like goodness to these songs and the way that they're made, especially um, on some of these later songs here. But um, I thought this album, I gave it a B. Um, the first song, which was the one that had Tom Petty on it, you uh, mean the Tom Petty song? Yeah. I won't back down. Yeah, I won't buy. Well, sorry, I didn't have it pulled up. And I kind <laughs> I of forgot. Like, what do you mean the one that had the Tom? But yeah, he yeah. is on it. But yeah, um, I I liked the song, but I I kind of felt like Tom Petty ruined that song a little. So bit. do I. Yeah, I feel like when Tom Petty comes in, and I think that's just because it's Tom Petty's song. Yeah, and you're like, damn, bro, get out. Like, yeah, you have like, your own version. A, it's a Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah you know recording of it i mean i i appreciate the the fact that you know he was there to support and you know guest on it but it was it was better when he was not on that album or not on that song so um but yeah what about uh what about you what did you think of this album it something like a b minus for sure mm-hmm. i just didn't just didn't have as many good songs i think okay um I agree with what you said about I won't back down. <laughs> um, also talking about how he feels older and sadder. Yep. That's kind of what also I love about this series. Because mm-hmm. this album comes out three years before he dies. Yep. But like, when the first album's out, he's not young, but he has more energy mm-hmm. and more vocal range. And then as the albums go on... Yeah, I mean, 94, you can hear, 96, 2000. You can hear him aging. Yep. And I think that's kind of a cool like walkthrough of somebody's life, you know, especially yeah. such a legendary artist like this who's still doing music up to pretty much the day he dies. Yeah, pretty much. Because the later, the last few albums, he he he, he sounds old. Yep. He mm-hmm. there's n- almost no vocal range, but then it just shows what like how good of a vocalist he was. Because even though he's uh, diminishing talent and all that, yeah, he still puts out some some good some good covers, bangers, fam. Yeah, hangers. <laughs> <laughs> this shit slaps. But yeah, uh, this one though, I liked one that you two cover. Yep, I think that was a good one too. Um, but after that, man, you didn't like Solitary Man. You didn't like Country Trash. I didn't. I think Country Trash was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. Solitary Man. No, I just and it's I just don't like the chorus. 
Okay. It, everything else is good, and then the chorus sounds and I, trash. Yeah. Like, just, it doesn't fit. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, as much as I like Merle Haggard, I hated his part on I'm Leaving Now. <laughs> I was like, bro, why did neither of you sound like you're even in the same <laughs> continent? <laughs> like, it was like two songs they just threw together. Yeah, just blended them like a... Yeah. Um, and Wayfair and Stranger was, it was alright. Mm-hmm. But everything in between was like... Kind of, yeah. 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 This is, I would rank this one the lowest of the three so far. Yeah, so would I. I... I was gonna say, I think I'm. I feel safe. I think this is my least favorite of the American. Oh really? Series, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just because it tries to mix the first two together and have full band and then some acoustic, and yeah, I feel like it's it kind just of a didn't, split. It didn't flow as well, and the songs weren't as good. Mm-hmm. Plus the vocal change and stuff. Yeah. So. But, I mean, it's all right. But yeah, I would put this as my least favorite of the American mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. I don't know. That was, that was an interesting uh, review here. Somebody said, uh, Rick Rubin's work is too timid. Mostly the shy combos of guitar, fiddle, and accordion. I agree with yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. It's, like they nothing popped. Yeah. Of. It just I, felt yeah. safe, probably because his voice... Mm-hmm. Was recovering, so they just went with a safe kind of sound album. Yeah, yeah, some easy covers. So, all, all right. right, go on to the next one here. Yeah, I want you to go first for this one. Why? Just go first. All right, American Four, the man comes around. The man doeth indeed come aroundeth. Yeah. Um. So this was. A surprise, because I really enjoyed this album. Okay, a lot more than the first three. Um, I gave this one like a plus. Okay, so why? Just Do you curious. think I was gonna? No. Okay. I just want you to go first, cause yeah, I'm gonna talk about so. Yeah. Um. There, there was a lot of emotion that I felt like you could hear in his singing, because he's pretty older, or pretty old at this point, and I think this this one releases right before he passes away, right? Yeah, this is his last album as alive. Mm-hmm. Well, he's alive as alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think the man comes around is probably my favorite of these songs of these. Really over hurts. Yeah, and okay. and I'll explain why. Um, hurt is a really good song, but it it's also like I don't know. It's kind of hurtful to listen to i mean it's it's you're not the first person i've ever had tell me that yeah my dad thinks the same way yeah there's there's a lot of emotion in that song and you listen to it and you can really feel like this man at the end of his life have you ever watched the video no oh (laughs) you you think the song's bad paired with the video we'll watch it when we're done depressing like i love it, it but yeah it's but but it takes it from here yeah and just bumps it up a whole notch all right all right I'll have to check it out. No, I've never never seen it before. We'll watch it in our break between episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, Hurt is a really good song, but it's a little too sad for me. Um, <laughs> I'll listen to it, and I can you know get along with it, sing along to it, whatever. But I wouldn't be able to like listen to it a lot. you know. My dad feels the same way. That's yeah. what he's always said about it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I really loved a lot of these songs on here. I thought Sam Hall was pretty fun. <laughs> that was a good song. Um, Desperado, I think, was a pretty good cover. It even had Don Henley on it. He didn't ruin it like Tom Petty did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed listening to this one a lot more than the previous three. You know, before I get into what I'm going to say about it, mm-hmm. I always thought that his cover of Bridge Over Troubled Water, mm-hmm. I thought the female singer was one of his daughters because they're all vocalists. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised to see that it was Fiona Apple. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. I just I just always assumed it was like... Yeah, somebody related to him yeah. or something. Hmm. I didn't know that. But all right. What else did you want? You got anything um, else? Hold on. Let me... I mean, other than the songs that I liked, which, you know, The Man Comes Around, Hurt, Give My Love to Rose, which is a nice change from that's the an, first two songs. That's an older song that he recorded during the 50s. Oh, was it? Okay. I even forgot that was on this album. Yeah. Because I... When I had this album, I loaded onto my iTunes, so it was on my iPod, mm-hmm. and I must have had that song from another album, so I didn't load it on off this album, mm-hmm. so I always forgot this was on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that was a that was a nice kind of upbeat, positive change from the first two songs, which the first one was about death, and then the second one was about, you know, kind of being hurt and sad and things like that um i liked i hung my head that was a good story you know about a man who killed somebody and now he has to live with all the people that judge him and things like that a good sting song (laughs) yeah uh personal jesus was good in my life like sam hall that's broad like i almost liked every song on this album so all right what about you andy so i guess i'm an s yep oh (laughs) like this album not only on like just the song quality Mm -hmm. this album was like a huge deal for me in my like journey of music Mm -hmm. like prior to this album this is so i'm 13 when this album comes out yep no 12 12 when this album comes out okay um i remember sitting on the couch that's how old this was watching this when i was in the country Mm -hmm. or so and it was just kind of before this was music like whatever was really popular so like the Backstreet Boys or whatever was popular with kids my age or whatever my dad listened to so Del John or yeah you know stuff like that (laughs) and I remember sitting on the couch watching um, CMT Country Music Television Mm -hmm. and they did their weekly top 20 songs yep and Hurt came on and Uh I remember I fell in love with Hurt like immediately yeah and obviously we had the pictures to show my mom was a huge Johnny Cash Johnny Cash fan and so I was like, wow, I really like this song. She's like, oh, Johnny Cash. And then, so I was like, I want to get this album. I want to buy this album. Yeah. And like, this is one of the first albums I remember. Buying. Like, wanting to. I don't remember if I bought it or if I got it. Mm-hmm. And I remember for Christmas getting a couple other Johnny Cash albums, which is where my, I get my love from Rosewood came from. Yeah. And, like, this was the first, like, artist I found. Like, even if it was, like, an artist that was had been around for... <laughs> Forever. 50 years at this point by the time I oh, found him. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it was the first artist to me mm-hmm. that I found and really enjoyed. And it was this album, you know, especially Hurt. Yeah. And I remember getting this song, and I remember just absolutely loving the album artwork too. Just yeah. how simple it is with just Cash, all it's, black thing, and part of his face showing. Yeah. I remember, like, I wanted that. I wanted that on a poster too. Mm-hmm. I do have a Johnny Cash poster, but I could never get that one. Mm hmm. Um, 
and then just all the songs like you know again you're right the man comes around right out started written by him is good mm-hmm. heard was amazing uh, i mean i had known bridge over troubled water that's, <laughs> that's a great cover yep i hung my head i'd never heard before i mm-hmm. love that um first time i ever saw your face which is slower i like that a little less now than i think mm-hmm. than i did back then you listening to it personal jesus is great which is a just a song you wouldn't expect him to do <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, obviously his cover of the Beatles in my life, which is a huge Beatles Lennon McCartney song. Yep, is just simple and good, and really makes you think of, especially if somebody recording it right towards the end of their life. Yeah, makes you think of all the things you knew or people you lost. And then you're right, Sam Hall is great. <laughs> just yelling, "Damn your eyes over!" <laughs> Damn your eyes, Sam Hall. Danny Boy is just, I think, like one of those classic Irish songs that yep. I swear you hear all the time and he does a great cover mm-hmm. Desperado's amazing the cover uh, the whole like mm-hmm. you're right I'm so lonely, so lonely I could cry also again song I liked a little bit more back then back then than I do now Streets of Laredo is just it's just good yeah I mean this this album to me was just a huge impact in young me's journey of music that it always holds a special place to me yeah and I <laughs> For most of these, I still love to the day, but to this day, but just mm-hmm. how like important this album was to me, like it gets an S. Yeah. Even if I would have came yeah. back and like, man, I really, don't I don't know sense. what twelve year old me like. Yeah. Because this put me in on the path to listen to Johnny Cash, getting shit for it because my grandparents listen to Johnny Cash yeah, type it's thing, not you the know. Cool thing nowadays. Yeah, and then allowing me to like go, okay, you can like what's not the super popular. Mm-hmm. Which then led me, you know, out of country and then finding more rock and then into metal and then yeah, back into everything I used to like, you know? Mm-hmm. You can, it doesn't matter what everybody else listens to, you can like. And I think that this album was the one that defined that, s- defined yeah. that for yeah. me or like set that down the path. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah, you can go against the grain, you can like things like this. Yeah. You can like weird Irish <laughs> folk songs, songs, you know? or Yeah, you don't have to like what everybody else is liking yeah. or jam out to that stuff so mm-hmm. and i think back then i would always chase the top 40 on the radio you know because that's what you did and then mm-hmm. from here on out i think my taste changed to more i'm just gonna listen to what i like even if i haven't found a new song in 10 years you know yeah yeah i remember being like in middle school around this time and uh all the kids were into like hip-hop and you know r&b and stuff like that so i tried to really get into that you know to fit in more but it never caught on until like later and later on in my life but yeah eventually you find your own thing and then who cares if other people like you for it or not so for yeah so for me this is an ass album Mm -hmm. like i said literally even regardless of the music content on it Mm -hmm. but the music content bangs i agree this was a this was a great album to listen to. Should we move on? Uh yeah, I believe so. To American Five. Okay, good. I was hoping you didn't do uh Unearthed. Which is just a collection of oh. songs. It doesn't actually fit into Oh, okay. But if you go down the American series chronology it's part of it's that. in there and i don't really okay. know why but oh yeah no i just did the ones that had american in the name okay good that's the one you wanted okay um 100 highways 2006 mm-hmm. first album 
uh, put out after his death. Uh, uh, what did you think for this one? I guess I'm an A plus. Okay. I love so. Um, this is this is one of the very first things I bought with my paycheck of starting Admire. Really? This album, yeah. Okay. Once I finally got the money mm-hmm. to buy it, I went right back to electronics. Picked Found it up it. off there because I got hired in October, and this comes out in January to or July of 2006. Oh, okay. And yeah, like I remember buying it. Later, yep. Yeah. Buying it using my little 10% off. <laughs> I love. There's so many good songs. God's gonna cut you down. It's just yep. A, that song is a banger. That song is always on my top 100 listen to on Spotify every year. Mm-hmm. Like the 309. Does a great uh, cover of Gordon Lightfoot's "If You Could Read My Mind." Further up the road, it's a great song by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, "A Legend of My Time," "Rose of My Heart." Those are all. I just I think this is a really good album, and it it's more like I feel like this is more uh, like a spiritual successor to like the first album. Yeah, because this one's uh, more on the solo side, right? Yeah, but oh my god, does he sound old on this album? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's no vocal range anymore. Mm-hmm. This is released obviously three years after he died. Yeah, and I think these were recorded around the time when he did uh, the previous album. Right? Yeah, so because I think this and the next one, but I I, just, I like this one. There's just I don't know. He even with his limited vocal range, he still makes the songs his ah, own, and yeah. they pop and they sound good. Mm-hmm. And God's gonna cut you down. It's just yeah, that's great. That was that was a surprise one yeah, for me I that figured. I really liked. So. Um, yeah, apparently this album uh, was his first number one since 1969. Which, I believe it. You know, it was unfortunate it was after his death, but, you know. Because The Man Comes Around is his first gold album since, like, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Hurt yeah. is a huge song. Mm-hmm. What'd you think, though? Um, I gave it, I gave it, like, a B plus to A minus. Um, I thought it was pretty good as well. <laughs> Tired over there? No, I'm good. Just keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I I enjoyed, you know, pretty much like the first seven songs, um, and then kind of the second half, um, I wasn't too fond of. Yeah, like you know, help me. God's gonna cut you down. Like the 309. If you could read my mind further up the road, you know, I came to believe on. You know, I liked all those songs. Those were good. And then from then on, it just kind of. I don't know if it. I don't think I necessarily lost interest, but they just didn't have like an impact. Yeah, I agree with the first half. Um, So that's why I gave it a little bit of a lower rating. So um, some of them were a little too slow, but they told good (laughs) stories. Yeah, Mm -hmm. classic kind of country style. Mm -hmm. Classic Americana, the good version of what country used to be. Telling a good there. story. Come on, man. You you can't tell me that yeah, telling the story of the bush light I'm drinking and the big old lift truck that I'm driving. Were you rolling that coal? Yeah. For rolling freedom. that coal for freedom. For respecting your veterans <laughs> and going to church on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. No matter how many bars you're out at with your lifted rolling coal truck <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah, you ask for forgiveness on Sunday and it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> All that debauchery. No, I hate that. I like <laughs> I like country songs that tell you a story. Mm-hmm. They actually have a meaning. I don't know. I mean, they don't have to have a meaning, well, but 
Yeah. Yeah. There's there's more meaning to some of those songs versus I get drunk, I drive truck. Yeah. I picked up a girl. I like fried mm. chicken, cold beer, uh <laughs> yep. Going to church. I love God. I love this country. Uh and I love the veterans. <laughs> In that order. Yeah, you hit them all. Yeah. It's I just, mean it's just pandering. You just make songs like that and you know we'll be top ten. Yeah. Artists pretty soon. <laughs> No, like, like I keep going back to that stupid South Park episode <laughs> where they make the Christian band Faithless One and they just take love songs and replace the word baby or darling with God. <laughs> I love you, God. You're my only yeah. thing that's worth living for, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great episode. I don't think I've seen that one. I have to check it out. Because they become a huge band off of it. Oh, really? <laughs> just taking people's songs and replacing it, it with God. <laughs> or Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> but all right you got anything else to say about uh Hunter Hunter highways? no not really other than i just really uh, i really like it. this yeah yeah um what do you think a hundred highways means it's all the highways you're driven on no he talks about it. it's in one of the songs oh is it where you know like i think it's either to find himself or understand something mm-hmm. you'd have to walk down a hundred highways Okay. That's all like just all the different like how paths. long it would take. Yeah, all these different paths and how long it would take and Okay. You know, I mean, what's that song? How many highway or how many roads does a man have to walk down before you can be considered a man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Next album here. <laughs> uh American Six Ain't No Grave. Ain't no rest for the wicked. Yeah. Um, uh, did you start the last one? Yeah. All right. Uh, I gave this one a B as well. Um, this one's pretty short. This album is only like 35 minutes versus the other ones that are like 45 plus. Um, and you know, it was, it was okay. I felt some of these songs kind of, they made, to me, they felt like they're B sides. And I think that's what yeah, this was kind of the last songs that he recorded um i did like some though you know like ain't no grave thought that was a good song uh-huh um was it uh redemption day i thought was a good song can't help but wonder where i'm bound thought that was a good song you know so there's some solids on here but there was nothing that was impactful I no would say like from the um man comes around What'd you think? I agree with that. I also gave it a B. This definitely felt like it was just the last. They like they recorded two albums worth between Hundred Highways and Man, man Doesn't Man. Yeah. Man Jesus, comes hold around. on. You're a little tired over here. <laughs> Been pedaling since we started. Uh, yeah, we're on bikes, by the way. I am. You know, I'm I'm perfectly fine, by the way. You know, max max resistance. Yeah, I've yeah. Um, <laughs> I I did like Ain't No Grave. Yep. Like. Just another good, like, I don't want to say aggressive gospel song, but like off tempo mm-hmm. gospel song. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not ready for the last song of the album. Yeah, Aloha Oe. Yeah, I was not ready for him to start singing in Hawaiian. <laughs> that was that was interesting, though. Yeah, I was like, what, this, what the hell is. And I looked at the name, I was like, that's Hawaiian. Yeah. But it was interesting. But it definitely just felt like an album of B sides that. Yeah. I think what keeps it going up higher is just, again, how good a performer he is. Mm-hmm. Like He really makes those songs sound like his own. It doesn't sound like he... What, <laughs> what I loved about this album 
or these album series, is he never phones in any of the songs. Mm-hmm. He puts everything behind each song, so it's not like, well, this is the bottom half of the album. Yeah. Nobody's really going to listen to it. We like, these weren't made to sell albums. Yeah. And that's what I really like about this series. So he puts his heart and soul into, like... A lot of these songs. All of these songs, yeah. yeah. And it shows, and that makes, like... Even if they're not great songs, they still sound good and they're mm-hmm. listened to. And that's just basically, I feel, it's just a bunch of B-sides they felt probably wasn't good enough to be on the full yeah. album. But, but then they had them and they're like, well, let's just, let's chuck them out there in honor of, you yeah. know, this Johnny man's Cash. career. Yeah. I mean, I think they're still releasing Johnny Cash albums this day, but... Really? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, this one came out in 2010. This is okay. seven years after he died. Okay, that's true. Uh, then they released one in 2014, which is actually not a bad album. Not in the American Man series, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, nope, that's the last one they released. And those were all, like, original songs, too? Yeah. So, okay, I mean... The last album they put out, I actually kind of liked. It has a really good song in it, but... Mm-hmm. Different, nah. different series. But yeah, I mean, this is the last album that he ever they ever released for him. Mm-hmm. Tracks 1 through 8, 10, and 12 recorded in 1984. Tracks 9 and 11 recorded in 81. Tracks 13 originally recorded in 84, remixed in 2013. So. Mm-hmm. But like I said. <laughs> you all right over there? No. <laughs> it's okay. But I'll be all right. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I like this album. Yeah. But I don't love this album, you know? Yeah. But I think it's a good end of the series. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so yeah. Johnny Cash, the American recording series um i was pleasantly surprised there's a lot of songs that i enjoyed um listening to his take on like especially a lot of covers um and finding new songs that i like better than the originals you know like rusty cage yeah is a good one um so yeah i i would say like a solid b plus i really enjoyed i think this is a good episode what about you I'm hesitant to give him an S, mm-hmm. but I'll give him an A plus. Okay. Plus, like, basically right on the tier. I don't yeah. know if I want to bump him up because I don't like him as much as I used to, mm-hmm. but he's just such an important figure in like my Your life, and- my life and journey in music, mm-hmm. and so are like most of these albums. So mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna like all of these going in because. I like all of these going in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? even beforehand. Yeah. So, uh, this was more one I picked because I wanted to, like, I thought it'd be fun to share with you something that was big into my, yeah, like, journey in music and be like, all right, you know, here's where I really got my own start. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was fun to revisit them. Yeah. So, it is, it's cool that I think that, you know, you also enjoyed them for what yeah. they were, so. Yeah, I did enjoy them. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what more to say that I didn't really cover on <laughs> when I talked about the man comes around. Yeah. But yeah, I just... And now I feel like listening to that song. I love Johnny Cash. Well, I'm going to need a break after this, but uh, <laughs> I love Johnny Cash. I was younger when I found him, and I still love him to this day. Yeah. And a couple of his songs are always in my top 100 played. Mm-hmm. And they're just good songs. And I'm probably going to go through and add a few more of these songs to my actual playlist. Not my albumholics that I haven't updated in a year. <laughs> But my actual, actual playlist. Is it, has it been that long? Yeah, I think Paramore is the last album. Oh, wow. The last artist I updated it for. Yeah, that was in like July or yeah. something, I don't know. Huh. So. Yeah, for yeah. those who don't know, though. You do. Yeah, I yeah. keep I keep an updated list of all the songs that I like. Um, 
on Spotify. But I mean, I doubt anybody cares. So I I did mine, and somebody told me there was too much Daft Punk on it and sabotage, so they just didn't listen to it. And I was like, well, I mean, we were only like five episodes in like, at that point. I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Those are the <laughs> it's what the I artists liked. I liked. So yeah. uh, so, <laughs> but no, I'll definitely have to go through and add some more of the songs to my actual playlist. Yeah, I need to add more music to that. Anyways, it's been a, a while. while since I've updated anything new to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. What do we have next week? <laughs> I feel like coming off of coming off of uh, this great series and then going into the, the next band here is kind of a going downhill. <laughs> I don't know. But um I was I planned or I wanna do the white stripes. Um mm-hmm. I heard Seven Nation Army again like a while ago and I was like, you know, i I don't know anything else by this band, I don't think, so why not? You know, that's a big song that I hear everywhere, so Yeah. That's a big song mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, check us out next time for the White Stripes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you, Anchor. <laughs> NordVPN, hit us up. All right. <laughs> Bye.